Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lunder. I'm joined by Caleb Arthur, as I am just every time on this show. And we're here to talk Wow, fuck, week nine, Caleb. We are past the halfway point, or I guess we're at the halfway point uh, of the NFL season. After Sunday, we will be past it. Crazy thing to say. Because the off season was so slow and the season's just flown by. Although I do kind of say that every episode. I'm starting to talk like a grandpa. Uh, on Thursday, though, we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good game for about three quarters. Um, it was 29 Eagles, 17 Texans. I mean, the Texans were double-digit underdogs. Brandon Cooks wasn't playing. Nobody thought they were going to keep it close. Damian Pierce went crazy, and Davis Mills looked like last year's Davis Mills, which is, to say, a slightly better quarterback. Uh, Caleb, I'm going to be honest. I watched very, very little, if not if any, of this game. I was watching the Phillies absolutely crap their pants. Um, but w- what did you think about this matchup in Houston? I mean, it was a little bit, you know, well, at least I'm close, I guess, for the Eagles got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they ended up winning by about as much as they were favored to win by Jalen Hoods had a really nice second half, you know, 21 for 27, two and uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, I think that, I mean, this is obviously a game that you expect to win by eight. No best start in franchise history. Miles Sanders had a really nice game, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it, it's a good sight, even though it's the Texans, that you can have a rough first half and then you can bounce back in the second half and play really well. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good performance, I think, from the Eagles overall. I mean, it showed you know this was like a take care of business type game. I mean, going on the road against a team with nothing to lose, especially especially, I mean. On a short week, this was, I think, a much more of a trap game people were giving credit for. I think, actually, preseason, I think I picked the Texans to win this game. Um, <clears throat> so it was good on the Eagles to stay 8-0, to, to take care of business, to make the layups. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a very, very efficient game. Yes, he fumbled, but it was fine outside of that. 21 of 27, 243, and two touchdowns. Dallas Goddard, once again, looking like one of the best tight ends in football, and an absolute steal on that contract. A.J. Brown continues to terrorize, and Devonta Smith continues to let my fantasy team down. Uh, but overall, the Eagles looked pretty complete on both sides of the ball. The defense couldn't really stop the run, but Jordan Davis is about 450 pounds, and he was out this game. So, you know, you can't have it all. But we move now to Sunday, and, I mean, Caleb, as per usual, the 1 o'clock slate doesn't offer a ton, but uh, we'll actually start in the nation's capital because this could be a sneaky good game here. Uh, the Vikings 6-1 and one, coming into the Commanders 4-4. Four and four. The Commanders on a bit of a win streak recently since Wentz got hurt and Heineke took over. They've looked like a much better team. The Vikings, meanwhile, very quiet 6-1, and one, second best record in the league, at least tied for it. Uh, but they did get blown out on primetime against the Eagles, so not a lot of people are taking them seriously. Caleb, do you smell three in a row here for Washington, or do you think the Vikings take care of business? I mean, yeah, we, we, you talked about it. Washington, you know, they're back to 500, a little sneaky now. It's like, you know, they've kind of turned things around, winning close games, which is something they kind of weren't able to do with wins. But I, I still have to go with the Vikings here. Like you said, they're 6-1, and one, and the, with the trade deadline, there was a couple interesting moves. TJ Hawkinson getting traded in division is usually something you don't see. That happened. I think the Vikings won that deal pretty easily. I agree. And I think that's just another great, you know, with Ove Smith now as Hood, I think that's a great replacement. I think Hawkinson is a really, really good tight end. And I think that just makes their offense even better. They're 6-1. and one. I think they need to start earning more respect. We both liked the Vikings before the season started, and they're showing why. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they go on the road. Certainly could be a little bit of a trap game for Minnesota, but uh, I'm going to go with them to 
win a close one over Washington. Yeah, um, I think that's very, very possible. I love the TJ Hawkinson trade. I thought that was a really, really good deal for Washington. I texted you about it. I think I literally said Lions WTF. Like, I, I, what, what were they doing? I don't really understand that trade from a Detroit perspective, but, you know, they, they got a little bit of draft capital. The Vikings, meanwhile, huge weapon. They now have one of the best arsenals of weapons in the league, if not the best with Jamar Chase out for Cincinnati. Um, but their offense looks really good. It looks really scary. And if this was any other time but one o'clock hill, I would pick Washington, but it's, oh my God, it's Kirk Cousins in a slightly big one o'clock game. And it's impossible to pick against Kirk Cousins in a slightly big one o'clock game. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. A three point line is tough to predict a commander's cover. Cause that's just so close. Like, I think we could have a close game. Um, like we could have a, you know, Vikings only win by five or six. Like the commanders might have the ball with a chance to win, you know, like late in the game, but I just, I don't feel like they're going to ever take the, it's not, it's not the situation where they could be leading the whole game. And the Vikings cannot take it back at the very end. I think the Vikings will dominate the game. will command uh, time of possession. Um, I really, really like Heineke. I've been adamant about that. I think for a couple of years now, I think he's a very, very underrated quarterback, but I do think the Vikings win. I mean, Kirk Cousins in one o'clock is just too good. Uh, and I, and I have to give Minnesota the edge here. Caleb, uh, a divisional matchup featuring a team that was thriving your agenda about two weeks ago and now looks like they don't really know what they're doing. But the Bills are at the Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Caleb, Zach Wilson looked terrible last week against a very, very good Patriots defense. This Bills defense is just as good, if not better. Do you think Wilson looks any better or is it just going to be a Bills domination? I mean, how, how things can change. Two weeks ago, the Jets were looking so good. Is the hype, and now it's just not. It's just rough. It's really rough right now for the agenda. But I gotta go with the Bills, of course. Don't. I'm not gonna do a spread because the Bills should win comfortably, but still 11 and a half a lot in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, you would think, is bound to play at least a little bit better than last week, but I don't know. Bills also have a very good defense, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen, I don't think, is gonna make the mistakes that Mac Jones made. So on the heels of that. I got to go with the Bills. Not a lot to say. Jets are banged up. Zach Wilson hasn't looked great. I just have to go with the Bills here because they've looked so good. Yeah, I have to go with the Bills here as well. Again, 11 and a half is a really, really big line, and I wouldn't want to touch that. But, Caleb, Zach Wilson doesn't look good. Like, he genuinely looks like he's a bottom three starting QB in the league right now, um, which is not good uh, for the Jets long term because they don't really have a running game to cover up, cover that up anymore. Although I think James Robinson might get even more action in this, but – you know, the Jets just, they, they went from on top of the world and then one Brees Hall injury later, they just seem to be spiraling. Um, I still think there's a chance they finish above 500. I mean, they don't have a really, really hard schedule from here on out. I mean, they basically have a last place schedule. Uh, they get to, they get the bills at home. Then they get a bye week and then they go at the Patriots, which they'll probably lose that game. Then they get the bears at home, which they could very easily win later in the season. They play the Lions and the Jags, both at home Seahawks on the road. They get the dolphins at the home at the very, at home at the very, very end of the season. There's, there's like, there's two wins in there at least. Uh, and they're at five right now who says they can't fraud you more. Um, but I, I just, I don't see a path to success for them on Sunday just because they don't really have anything going for them on offense right now. And the bills defense are really, really, really good. Speaking of good defenses, I mentioned them earlier, but we have the Colts and the Patriots at East Rutherford, Caleb, the Patriots have actually looked pretty good in the last couple of weeks aside, you know, from that weird 
the Chicago loss. They looked really, really dominant last week um, and then had a nice win against the Browns the week before the Chicago loss and the dominant win against the Lions. Needless to say, outside of a freaky 33-point game from Justin Fields, the defense has looked back to par with the Belichick standard. So now they're going up against a what is kind of a rookie QB, even though it's not his rookie year, and Sam Ellinger. Uh, Caleb, the Colts seem to have punted on the season. Are the Patriots back? Do they win this game? Or do you think the Colts spring upset even without Jonathan Taylor? I think the Patriots win this one. I think this is just a, a perfect spot for them. We've talked about this before. Belichick, young QBs. I think he's going to eat Sam Ellinger up. Now without Jonathan Taylor to kind of rely on his safety net, a safety blanket that they can use a lot, it's just going to be even tougher. They traded Hines at the trade deadline to the Bills. So now they've got really like nobody. I think Philip Lindsay's the next in line. Yeah. So it's just not great for the Colts there. Bad spot. They're just, I, I think this is a brutal spot for Elena. And with no run game, mm-hmm. receiving what we've talked about, it's not great. I think they've just kind of punted on the season a little bit. I think they've kindly, finally kind of realized they should just probably go draft and develop a new QB instead of trying to go on the KSL every year. So I think Patriots, this is a great spot for them at home. They'll win this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the Patriots will dominate. Um, there's just the Colts just have literally nothing going for them on offense right now. Very similar to the Jets. They had a negative at quarterback. They have no running game because they lost their best running back. Their receiving game has one good receiver, but outside of that, they don't have a lot going for them. And the Patriots defense just looks smothering, smothering, smothering for a while. Um, so I, I, I think the Patriots are going to come out on top. I think they could cover. I mean, six is all, honestly a little low. I feel like they went by probably like 10. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Patriots cover feels like a home run here to me. And I think the Patriots do win. Let's see, Caleb. Uh, sneaky, another sneaky divisional game matchup. We've got the three and five Packers at the one and six Lions. Caleb, if such thing was a must win for both teams, you got it right here. I mean, Detroit at home, they've worshiped where they've succeeded all year, but another horrendous blown lead to Miami last week. You have the Packers coming into town that have just owned them forever. I mean, the Packers are three and five, Caleb. They look vulnerable, but Come on, they've lost so many bad games in a row. Surely they don't lose another one, right? They're coming off a bye. Do you think they lose or do you think they win? I, I have to pick the Packers here. I mean, I just, the Lions, they, the offense was kind of back, although it's all kind of in the fourth quarter, which is a little disappointing cost in the game. But it looked good. Jared Goff looks good at home, and this one is at home. So mm-hmm. that gives the Lions at least a chance here. With the Packers, they have to get a win here what they've lost. One, two, three, four, four games in a row. That's just mm-hmm. brutal. Also, they have like not to... great teams either. No, yeah, no. Um, so I think they just have to win this one. Aaron Rodgers is on the Lions. Alan Lazard should be back this week, it looks like. Swift is still a little banged up for the Lions. So I think this is just a spot. I've said this for weeks now, though, that this is a great spot for the Packers to bounce back, and they haven't. But I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. I think Packers win this one, but I do think it's close. Yeah. Um, I think that if I was a sane, uh, self-respecting individual, I would pick the Packers here. But God damn it, I had the Lions winning this game preseason, and I have the Lions winning right now. Give me Detroit. They're at home. Please, God, let their defense just get like three stops. Please, just three. They fired their defensive backs coach. That gives me a little bit of hope. Okuda's looked great. Um, yes, they, they lost some talent at the deadline, but – uh, I think this is just the uh, Caleb. I it's hard. It's hard to justify. Jared, Jared Goff is just very, very good at home. Packers defense hasn't looked good at all. Aaron Rodgers might not be what he once was. And by God, the Lions defense could could just please step up. Like just play one really good half, and they win the game. 
just one really good half and they win the game. But for now, I got to pick Detroit. I had them preseason. I have them here, Caleb. I really think they can pull off this upset. They're one and six. They're desperate for, for a win. Dan, Dan Campbell's going to smash watermelons, you know, uh, uh, bite some kneecaps, do whatever he has to do because these five losses in a row have been rough. I mean, they've been in all almost all the games. The Patriots one wasn't close. They were in the Cowboys game until, until the last quarter. Um, but they were with the Vikings. They were with the Seahawks. They were with the Dolphins the entire time. This is a huge momentum grabbing win for them because they, because they get to play the Packers, the Bears, and the Giants three straight weeks before they have to play the Bills at home on Thanksgiving. But, hey, if they win this Packers game, they could beat the Bears and the Giants. You never know. Uh, and suddenly get back to four wins. I'm kind of projecting here because I had them winning 10, not 10, nine games before the season. But, I mean, I had this I had this picked for the Lions preseason. I'm going to stick by it because I do think Detroit looks looks like they could they could get a win. They, they're, they're just so due, Caleb. They're so due. They've been in games all year, and they're just due for a good win. So I believe in their defense to get stops. I'm picking Detroit here. Another uh, matchup featuring an NFC North team. We have the Dolphins at the Bears, Caleb. The Bears offense seems to have really figured it out in recent weeks. The Patriots game and the Dallas game, both looking very impressive for them. 33 points and a win in New England. 29 points, albeit on a 20-point loss in Dallas, but the defense isn't great. They just traded for Chase Claypool. Are you smelling another offensive outburst here for Chicago, or do you think the Dolphins take care of business at home? Here's my upset pick. Here we go. go. Going with the Bears. Nice. I picked against the Dolphins last week to, to lose to the Lions. I thought it was going to happen, but it ended up not. I guess I'm just a Dolphins hater, but it's a, it's the Bears' offenses look better. I don't think Chase Claypool is amazing. I probably wouldn't have gave up my own second-round pick that's probably going to be a high second-round pick for them. But whatever they needed receiver help, sometimes you got to make desperate moves like that. But the, the offenses look better, and I think that it's with it being in Chicago, if you look at the weather, it's going to be windy. I don't think that's good for Tua. Even, you know, in domes, his balls kind of die, I think, in the wind. That could be really problematic. Bears defense has been pretty good. It's looked well coached this season. They they're on. They got momentum right now. They're on a hot streak. Justin Fields, still not great, but he's improving. Like, you see a little bit of improvement there each week in the past few weeks, which is good to see. So, I think this is a great spot for the Bears. I think they have some nice mojo right now dolphins i think are due for kind of an unexpected loss and i think in chicago windy conditions i think is a great spot for them to do it yeah um you kind of stole another upset pick of mine here caleb because i also had the bears winning this game their offense has just done whatever i don't know what they did i don't know who they had to pray to or what prayer circles they had to make but they they've seemed to have flipped a switch in recent weeks and they look really really good the dolphins meanwhile Kind of feels like they've been playing with fire in recent weeks, Caleb. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. They probably should have lost that Steelers game. The Steelers dropped a lot of picks. Yeah. The Lions game, they're only they only won that because the Lions defense is pretty terrible. And then before that, they lost three in a row. So yeah, their offense looked pretty good in that Lions game. But again, I think it's Lions defense tax. So as long as the Bears defense can step up a little bit, I know Robert Quinn is gone. Um, I trust in the Bears offense to put up a lot of points against this against this Dolphins defense. And I think the Bears could come out on top, especially like you said. Windy conditions in Chicago. This is playing right into their hands as a good running football team. So we both have the Bears. Big upset, but we move. Speaking of a game that I'm kind of surprised by the line here, but Chargers are at the Falcons. Chargers four and three. Falcons four and four. Chargers three-point favorites. They've been dominant on the stat sheets all year, but as usual, something has to go wrong in LA slash San Diego. And they have a lot of injuries. 
Uh, Eckler is limited. Herbert's hurt, and they're going to miss Keenan Allen and maybe Mike Williams too. So this is a kind of beat-up Chargers team, Caleb. But do you think they take care of business against the, admittedly, much less talented Falcons in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I think this is a coin flip one. I am a little surprised the Chargers are favored by three. I think even though it's in Atlanta, I guess it's because mm-hmm. they have the much better quarterback. But with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen both out, that's not great. They're going to need to rely on Eckler a lot, who is going to play. And the Falcons, let's be honest with ourselves, they stole one last week. But, you know, sometimes you, you, you steal wins and it's good. They are now in sole possession of first place in the division somehow. I don't know about you. I, I believe I had the Falcons having the worst record before the season in the league. But uh, I think I believe you did. I had them bottom in the division, but I had them tied with um, Carolina. I had them and Carolina both five wins, yeah. I think. Yeah, but uh, I got them like three or four wins. So mm-hmm. they've already done they, well they with that. Surprised. They've been surprised. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Falcons. It's a coin yeah. flip, and the coin flip, I usually go with the home team. That's always my rule of thumb. So I'll go with Atlanta here. Don't feel confident about it, but I think Hobart is just not going to have much to throw to. He's just – their tight end is hurt as well. He just really has nobody to throw to. And the Falcons look pretty good. Cordell Patterson should be back. So that's just another boost for the offense. So I'll go, I'll go with the Falcons here with, with not any confidence. I'm going to go with the Falcons with a little more confidence than you, I think, actually. I I think I'm a little tired of underestimating this Atlanta team because it feels like all the time I'm like, okay, well, you know, I know they've played a lot of people close all year because they literally have. They were in one blowout and it was at the Bengals. Um, And, you know, I I know that, uh, you know, they're they're, they're stingy and they're they're, they run it well, but I just they're, they're much less talented. And I've said that a lot. I've said that against the Browns. I said that against the Niners. And really, they won both those games very, very well. And they've done very, very well at home. That's where three of their wins had come, have come. One of them on the road against the Seahawks, which is honestly looking like a better win by the week, Caleb. Um, realistically, they should have beaten the Saints week one. They just had a horrendous blown lead. So I'm going to go with Atlanta as well. And I'm confident again, because again, not to be much too much of a Justin Herbert hater. And again, I don't want like, you know, it to seem like I'm like boosting a massive agenda here, but I just have not seen from him yet in his young career. And again, his career is young. He can absolutely evolve past this. But he has not proven to me he can win a game just like this. It's at one o'clock. It's on the road that you have no help in. And he just he has not proven to me he can just go out and carry his team to victory in a game that seems almost meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Because, I mean, we saw this against the Texans last year when he had really a lot of injuries and they lost and a huge upset that really ended up costing them their playoff chances. And we've, we just, we've just seen that a little bit so far this year as well. I mean, a Jags game at home that he really crapped his pants in and they lost Seahawks at home. Another game he crapped his pants in and they lost. I mean, I know this Chargers team is talented and I know they're injured, but I just have not seen enough from Herbert yet to convince me that he could win a game exactly like this where most of his team is hurt. His defense isn't giving him any support. And he just, he hasn't really been able to put the team on his back just yet. And I'm not saying he won't be able to at some point, but at this rate, I have to go with Atlanta. They're just a much more disciplined. They're a much better coach team. They run the ball very, very well, which is something the Chargers cannot defend against. So I think Atlanta controls most of the game, and I have a confident pick in them this week because I do think they're a good team, especially at home. Enough about Atlanta raining about the uh, Chargers and the Falcons. We move now to uh, my least favorite game to watch all week, which is my favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Panthers are at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is seven-point favorite, which makes me scared because they're always bad when they're a big favorite. Um... Caleb, the Bengals looked absolutely cataclysmic last week on Monday Night Football. It made me sick to my stomach to watch. 
Um, the Panthers coming in off a game they probably should have won, if not for kind of a dumb call. Um, but they've, they've looked really, really good in the last two weeks. Are you smelling upset in Cincinnati, or do you think the Bengals can cruise? Yeah, I, I can't remember who you picked, but I, I picked the Browns, called that one. I picked so, the Browns. Too. I don't know. I it just felt too. like such yeah, it just felt like such a good spot for the Browns, kind of desperate. They've done well, mm-hmm. but I I think the Bengals bounce back. I don't think that the Panthers got. I mean, yeah, sure they should have won last week, but still, there's uh, they, I just don't believe in them. Maybe mm-hmm. they're better than I thought now that Rule's gone, but. I think the Bengals know they have to win this one. The playoff hopes are still very much alive, but if they lose this one, then it's looking really, really bad. Mm-hmm. By week is after this week, so you can heal up a little bit. They've obviously got some people injured, but I think at home, bounce back. Panthers still might be the worst team in the league. I just have to go with the Bengals here. I think everybody in that organization understands you can't, this is not really a game you can overlook now with you being four and four. So I, I think they come out pretty aggressive, and I think they win this one. Yeah, um, I think the Bengals win too, but again, I, I hate it. They have so many injuries, Caleb. They're decimated. However, I have a little bit of a feeling that Burrow can kind of do what, you know, I'm sorry to bring these comparisons up again, but I've seen Burrow win games with a pretty terrible roster. Like, especially in his rookie year, he was winning games almost single-handedly with a pretty terrible roster. Um, so I think that they could do that in this game. There's going to be a lot on him. I mean, Holy crap. Literally like their five best defensive players are all out except for their safeties. But DJ readers out. He should come back after the bye. Should be woozy. My favorite player in football is out for the year, which sucks. Um, and Mike Hilton's now out and Trey Hendrickson's battling a back injury. Logan Wilson might not play. It's just kind of a disaster for the Bengals on the, on the defensive side. Meanwhile, on offense, obviously Jamar chase is out, but Joe Mixon has not looked like his usual self this year. And it's just a lot of stuff's going on. It, it would be a nice win here to just kind of like quiet, all the doubters and just like take a deep breath and say, Hey, heading into the bye week this is the kind of game we know we're talented enough to win and a game we're going to win. So I do think they do that a cover. I'm nowhere near guaranteeing that this game will likely be very close. Um, there could be a very much like a Falcons esque situation here where they're at home against a underwhelming NFC South team. So they'll, you know, go out. Uh, maybe it'll be close in the first half and they'll play in the second, but the Bengals win this game. It's going to be on the arm of number nine, which is kind of a crazy thing to say because they have no Jamar chase, but Listen, nobody on this Panthers defense can guard D. Higgins. Nobody on this Panthers defense can guard Tyler Boyd. This is the kind of game the Bengals should really, really dominate in the air. So I think they're going to win, but I'm no way guaranteeing a cover. Last one o'clock game before I move to the two 405 games, which is weird uh, to say because usually there's more than that. But Raiders at Jags, Caleb, a battle of two teams that have been wildly underwhelming this season, especially after the start the Jags had. But the Raiders season's basically over. I mean, they're two and five. They play in a really hard division. I thought that people were a little were overreacting a little when they were 0 and 3. I thought they could have really gotten it back. Um, but they just got shut out on the road in New Orleans, which is not great. Um, and their schedule doesn't get much lighter. Uh, this is kind of their mm, it's the Jags and the Colts are kind of their easiest games. Then they have to go on the road against the Broncos at the Seahawks, which is no easy feat. Chargers at home, uh, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, Chiefs. Pretty hard games all around. So Caleb. Jags kind of scrambling as well. They've lost five in a row. One of these teams is very, very desperate for a win. Who do you think comes out on top? I don't know. I think this is another coin. I agree with you. I was said the Raiders were not dead when they won three. I still kind of believe in them. I think Carl's pretty good. Obviously, Adams is great. I'm done with them. Last week was such a stinker. They could mm-hmm. they couldn't even get to midfield. Yeah, it was, it was it was an absolute stinker. 
the Jags have at least been more competitive. They almost won against both the Broncos and the Giants and the Colts the week before. So they've been competitive. They're not getting blown out in any game. And coin flip, I'm going to go with the Jags at home. Interesting. I, I just, I don't know. Carly's been a little underwhelming. I always have said he's underrated, but he's not been very good this year. Yeah. And the Jags seem like they're bound to win one. You know, how many close games can you lose in a row before you finally win one? I, I, I think they just at home. This is a great bounce back spot. I know they're coming back from London, but I still feel like this is a good spot for them to bounce back against a team that I've just lost all faith in. Yeah, um, I agree. This is definitely a spot for Jacksonville uh, to just bounce back against a team that has no momentum. And I'm going to pick Jacksonville as well. Josh McDaniels is not a good NFL head coach, Caleb. I think we need to just realize and accept that, that he's not a good NFL head coach. Um, this team is way too talented to have the record where they are. You, you can point to the schedule, but losses like at home against the Chargers and at the Saints just look inexcusable, especially considering how they were just obliterated in New Orleans. Like you said, they couldn't even get across midfield. I mean, I'm not sure how much home field support the Jags are going to have, but I just, I trust them more, which is wild to say they've lost five in a row. And I trust them more than this uh, Raiders team, but the Raiders team is just, just consistently inconsistent. They cannot find their stride. Um, so I'm going to have to take Jacksonville to win this game because it just feels like the safer pick. And I understand why. I mean, they're two point underdogs, which is weird. Uh, I think that's a little weird, but you know, we'll take what we can take. I uh, have the Jags winning at home Four o'clock games. Now we have two of these and then two primetime games, obviously, but Caleb, this is a sneaky good game at four o'clock. We have the Seahawks. feels like we talked about sneaky good games, the Seahawks all year, but we have Seattle going on the road in Arizona Cardinals, two point favorites. Caleb, are you believing in the Geno Smith Linsanity run again? Or do you think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals desperate for a win come out on top in Atlanta? I don't know. This, this is really hard because so they've already played. They played a few weeks ago. Seattle won. It was their defense's best performance of the season. They held the Cardinals to nine points. But now it's in yeah. Arizona. Usually, you know, the division, you have them splitting. You go with the home team. But I'm, I'm going to go with Seattle here. I just do not trust Atlanta very much. I know they're just – they played not terrible last week, although Kyler Murray didn't have the best game. But in the end, they only lost by one possession in Minnesota. But Seattle, they've impressed me. They won two touchdowns against the Giants team that was red hot. They're five and three now. Now it gets to the point where it, it feels like playoffs are very much alive, very much in reach, very realistic. Mm-hmm. And I just I, – I think they're the better coach team at this point. Yep. And Geno Smith, he's playing better than Kyler Murray this season. I don't know yep. if it's sustainable, but he is right now. So I just trust the Seahawks won the Cardinals right now. I think it'll be really close, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going to have to agree with you on that too. We were picking a lot of Vegas upsets this week, but I mean, I just, I want to break it down by position group because coaching wise, Seattle has the undoubted edge quarterback wise. It's honestly been even all year, which is kind of crazy to say, but Geno Smith is playing very, very well. He's the highest completion percentage in the league. Um, it's, I trust him to, which is again, a wild thing to say. I trust him to make, less mistakes than Kyler in this game. And that's probably, you know, division is always about who makes the least amount of mistakes running back wise. Kenneth Walker has looked great since assuming the, the job full time receiver wise DK Metcalf's probably going to play. He and Lockett have looked fantastic. Um, I guess Hopkins has looked very good. since coming back. They've been feeding him the ball, but I just, I have to give the edge to Seattle in a lot of different categories. And again, this is a trust thing. Um, I just trust them more. I just do. 
Um, and I think they can, they, they've proven that they can win games like this. I mean, hell three in a row is very, very impressive. Four out of five is even more impressive. Um, and they've looked like a very, very good team all year. They were kind of in one blowout and it was the Niners on the road, which is just kind of a weird game. Like that's, that's kind of a hard game to win. Um, but you know, Cardinals on the road, I think they could do it. They go to London next week. So, I mean, they're, they might have their eyes trained a little bit in the future, but at least right now, or no, they're not going to London next week. They're going to Germany next week, which is weird, but at least right now, Cardinals on the road. I believe in them to come out on top. Meanwhile, Arizona just kind of falling apart. And I'm not sure if I have that much faith in them to get it back together. They got to have a hard schedule ahead. They, their easiest games are chargers at home, Pats, Pats at home, Falcons on the road. Those are kind of their three easiest games, bucks at home, maybe. Um, but it just it doesn't look good for Arizona. So uh, I think Seahawks win. I trust them more in the situation. And I really like Pete Carroll versus cliff in this coaching battle. Meanwhile, uh, at 425, the CBS game of the week is going to be undoubtedly a very ugly one to watch, which is kind of funny to say, considering these two teams have met in the playoffs. Um, I think they met last year and then they met some really, really good games in the regular season before that. But we've got the Rams at the Bucks, Caleb. Uh, both these teams reeling. Both these teams are very, very mid offenses. Who do you think comes out on top in this one? Yeah, this game is still really interesting to me. Not the way I thought we thought it was going to be preseason. We thought it would be, you know, a great game between two of the best teams in the league. But this is a desperation game. And both teams are very desperate. It kind of feels like a winner gets some momentum back, loser. I mean, I've been still preaching the Buccaneers who for sure going to win that division. But if they lose and the Falcons win, then you're two games back of the Falcons. And they, they have way more momentum. So you even worry about that if the Buccaneers lose this week, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to go with them. The Rams, I don't know. I, it's just not look good. I am an absolute fool. I deserve to be made fun of for thinking they can beat the 49ers when they never do that. Yeah. And it was, I, I'm sorry. I know picking the Lions to go nine and eight and have the seven seed was bad. I would like to bring people back to when you said the Rams are going to go 14 and three. Well, no, see, that was just crazy. No, it's injury. It's just, I don't know. It just, I, that's really, I, 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 I can't come up with excuses, but yeah, it, it was bad to have them beat the 49ers. That never happens. I'm just doubting history at that point. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, I think that's just not very good right now. Cooper cups, not a hundred percent. I think he's going to play. But if, mm-hmm. even if he's not 100%, that is not good because they do not have much else right now. Mm-hmm. The defense has been okay, but the offensive line still beat up a little mm-hmm. bit healthier, but it did, certainly didn't seem to matter last week. Buccaneers, mm-hmm. a little bit extra less, obviously, playing on Thursday night last week. Yeah, I think they have to bounce back at some point. They are at home. The Rams have won the last two against the Buccaneers, so I think the Buccaneers are due to beat them. They are favored by three. I just think they got to win this one. And I still probably trust Brady more than Matthew Stafford, even with the rough season he's had. So I'll go with the Bucs here reluctantly, but this is desperation bowl. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, this is just what this, what, like attempting to predict this game just gives me the urge to not watch the sport anymore. I mean, I, I'm kidding, but really this is just rough. This is just not great. I mean, Rams are three and four. If I could pick both teams to lose, I would like momentum in this game does not exist. It is yeah. this, there's like, this is just negative momentum. Like these two teams have both have negative momentum. I don't know if that's going to like cancel each other out or something, but 
good Lord. It's just, it's not looking good in either of these uh, towns right now. I mean, the Rams, uh, I mean, cup has looked cups. The only one that's been doing anything for them so far this year. And he's on hundred percent. The Bucks, Meanwhile, they're reeling, but I'm going to give the edge to Tampa Bay. Just like you said, I got to pick them with a home team. I know they've had pretty three, pretty bad losses in a row, but they had a long week. They got to come off of Thursday, you know, um, Brady, Brady, I, I think he's going to, I trust him to win a game like this compared to Stafford. Um, they've lost a lot, but I think they're, they're honestly more desperate for a win than the, the Rams are. It feels like, it feels like they've just had that desperation. They just seem like they're feeling a little bit more emotion. The Rams meanwhile just seem like they're kind of just rolling over in recent weeks, which is weird to say, but it's just kind of true. Um, so I'm going to pick the bucks to win. They just seem like they have a little bit more of that fire and a little bit more just desperation and urgency to get that win back because Caleb, I mean, I tell you win or lose here, that Seattle game in Germany next week is going to be huge. That's going to be huge because the Seattle's looking like a very good team, but if, if you're the bucks, you can go on the, like on, on the road, they're technically the home team, but on the road deep, like, you know, into Europe, um, far away to, to, to be the Seattle team, that, that would be very, very impressive. Then they have the buy right after that. They could regroup after that, but um, I think they're going to win. I just, I have to take them at home. They're the home team. I just trust Brady more. Now, 820, one of the two primetime games, uh, Caleb, matchup of five and two teams in. I didn't uh, look at any statistic-based stuff for this, but it feels like this is a very, very large line considering both teams are five and two. Uh, I, I know one of them's a little fraudulent five and two, uh, no offense, but um, it, it, this is a very, very large line. Kansas City by 12 and a half over the Titans. I mean, it, Caleb, they were saying Malik Wills is getting prepped to start. He threw the ball, what, six times? I mean, he completed the ball, what, like five, six times last week? Um, it wasn't great, but yeah. you know, the agenda could thrive. Do you have your boys pulling off a huge upset in Kansas city or are you just thinking the chiefs are going to win? I want to say this is like the weirdest line of the year, which maybe it is, but we also said that back in week two when the bills were favored by this many points and we know how that turned out. I, I don't know. The Titans feel like they're better. I still believe, I mean, I lo- I follow the Titans pages and all that. I look at the injury reports They'd say Tannehill's questionable. People are saying they think he's going to try to play. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I mean, certainly I don't think he'll be 100%, but that lowers the line some, you would assume. I'll go with the Chiefs here because Andy Reid is 20-3 and three off a of bye in his career, which is a pretty incredible stat. He's just He draws up plays in the bye week, I guess. So I'll pick them in Arrowhead prime time. You know, it's going to be loud. They're going to be up for this game. Mahomes talked about this. They have struggled against the Titans. Mahomes has struggled against the Titans in his career, minus that playoff game, AFC Championship, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be ready. They're not going to take this team for granted. The same record, a team that whooped them last year. I think they'll get up. I would take the Titans to cover because it feels like it's just a smart move to make, but I, I will go with the Chiefs here. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to go with the Chiefs as well. Although this could be like the, a, a huge, I think there is a path. Again, I don't know why I'm always a sucker for this, but there's a path. Malik Willis starts. The Titans just run the ball like crazy. They go read option all game, they go zone stuff all game, and somehow Derrick Henry goes nuts. That's, that's a reality. Um, but I just, I can't, Caleb, I can't in my right mind, especially when the Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. That's just absurd. Um, they, they're they going to probably have Kadarius Tony, who should fit their scheme well. He's basically like a slightly developed Sky Moore as they develop Sky Moore. Um, so I think I think the Chiefs are just going to be in a bunch better shape on offense than the Titans will be able to handle. Uh, so I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs. 
Monday, battle of five and three versus three and five. The AFC North front-running Baltimore Ravens with their easy schedule go on the road against the New Orleans Saints, who did just shut out the Raiders. So who knows? These two teams have been awfully bipolar all season. But at this rate, I mean, anything could happen, Caleb. Do you have the Ravens, who are the favorites, winning? Or do you think the Saints can cover the two-and-a-half-point spread? I'm going with the Ravens here. I understand it's in New Orleans, but Ravens, I think, are going to come back down to earth. Ravens really a lot of XUS going from Thursday to Monday. That's good for them. The Saints, they're, you know, really good performance last week. I don't give them credit, but that's not what they are. Uh, Michael Thomas is out for the season. That's not great. Andy Dalton in prime time. Are we trusting that? No. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not. That was a traumatic response from years of watching Andy Dalton in prime time. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm trusting that either. So, extra last. Just a more talented team, clearly much better quarterback. Got to go with the Ravens. And this starts a stretch. They have a bye week after this. And then it, it, it gets good. It's Panthers, Jags, Broncos at home, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, mm-hmm. and then Bengals at the end of the season. That's really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice, look, easy stretch for them. Yeah, so I, I, I think this starts going into the bye week, good mood. They'll be if they win this game, they'll be on a three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. I think this is really nice, and I think you're just going to see a big quarterback differential. Yeah, um, I think that's that's very possible, very very probable. Um, but no, Caleb, I'm locking in. Give me I, the I know I'm not picking Andy Dalton in prime time. God, not I know I'm not picking Andy Dalton in prime. It's it's horrendous. I'm not picking Andy Dalton in prime time. I'm picking the Ravens to look far ahead into the bye week to think, oh, this is an easy win. We got wrapped up. Andy Dalton did nothing last week, Caleb. Did absolutely nothing. And the Saints completely shut down the Raiders offense. Uh, Are we sure they can't just do it again, maybe? I don't know. Just give Chris Olave the ball. Tell him to get open. Give Kamara the ball like 40 times. Uh, Yeah, no. I But I do think, in all all jokes aside, I think the Ravens are going to be looking ahead a little bit. They have the bye week. They have that easy schedule you just mentioned. They're going to think they've got this one wrapped up. They're going to be like, all right, they're going to go on vacation, fun times. Um, And I think the Saints are a little bit more locked in a little bit more focused. Um, they're they're They want to claw back. They see how easy their division is and they want to claw back. Uh, I mean, they're pretty close to first place. They want to get back into it. They have head to head over the Falcons right now. Um, and they really want to get back into it. So uh, they've, they've been a, a, a win, three losses, a win, two losses, a win. Maybe they could get another one in a row, but this is the kind of game where I, Andy Dalton prime time is horrendous. I, I can't do it. But at the same time, God, their defense looked really good last week. So I'm trusting their defense. I think the uh, the Ravens will be looking ahead a little bit. Um, and, and I think the Saints will come out on top of Monday night, which, oof, Andy Dalton in primetime. Not fun, but I'm not picking Andy Dalton. I'm picking the defense. Teams on by this week are the Niners, Steelers, Giants, Broncos, Cowboys, and Browns. Um, sorry if you're a fan of one of those teams. They're actually pretty popular teams, so maybe there's a lot of fans that I just said that to. But uh, we got our picks locked in, Caleb. A lot of upsets against Vegas, uh, but that such is life in the NFL. Uh, week nine coming up uh, this weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. That will conclude the episode. Caleb, any last quick words to the people before I sign off? Like you said, a lot of upsets. Were, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about my upset picks this week, though, especially mm-hmm. the Bears. I like that one. And yeah. I think it's going to. Yeah, I agree. The Bears could definitely be a win, um, but, you know, anything could happen. So that's going to do it for the All Nine Yards podcast, this episode of Picks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Uh, Have a good one, and we'll talk to you next time.